I'm Amy, sex educator, sex and relationship coach, and co-owner of PurePleasureShop.com. And I'm April, sex toy maven, VP of Hot Octopus, and I've dedicated my life to the business of sex. We're two people with a passion for educating and inspiring shame-free conversations about sex and relationships. Welcome Welcome to to the the Shameless Sex Revolution. Revolution. Want to learn more? Go to ShamelessSex.com. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSSEX at PurePleasureShop.com. You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit PleasurePodcasts.com. Well, hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. Welcome to a bonus episode of Shameless Sex, delivered to you on Friday. But also, we don't know what day you're listening, so... Yeah, it might be Friday. Yeah. I was born on a Friday. Oh, yeah. That's why you're so evil. People that are born on Fridays tend to be party people. Did you know that? Makes sense looking what at you. What day were you born? I was born... Actually, I have no idea. What? You gotta know. I was born February 27th. I know. What? day you were born but what actually day of the week were you born that's important you've been to thailand how many times no one told me this yes in thailand that's a huge thing that's how i learned about what day you were born on yes and then how Mom, important it was you're listening you listen to all of shameless sex podcasts we, we remind Google me when this. i was born don't make janice do i have it right in, my, in my phone like the time but i don't remember the day you need another day anyways that's not what this is about so <laughs> can i make i'll make a guess after and you're gonna have to tell me no, tell right. me tell me guess I think it's like a Wednesday. Janice, mom, what do you think? <laughs> was I born on a Wednesday? Or a, I think maybe a Tuesday. Is that a bad thing? If you were born on a Tuesday, that'd be amazing. Like, see you next Tuesday exactly. when our podcast is released. Except this one's on Friday. Our uh, longest work day ever. <laughs> oh my God. When my mom worked harder than anything in her entire life to birth me. I'm going to fucking Google this shit. No, no, not right now. We're going to ask Janice. All mom, right, mom. All right. So I'm still going to Google it. This is not about my birth or my mom's <laughs> no, no, pussy it's not at all. or uh, Thailand. This is about a podcast that we absolutely love called the Multi-Amory Podcast. And they are a part of our podcast network, Pleasure Podcast, which we absolutely love being a part of this network. Uh, when we were approached by Cam, who is part of Sex Talk with my mom, that's his podcast with his mom. You, did you find it? You have a look on your face like you figured out I was out what trying to is. remember how many years younger you are than I oh, am. Oh, it's without me giving out the actual years so people can't, like, stalk me? What? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll deal with that later. Uh, uh, I know how old you are. Anyways, so uh, we love being part of this network. When Cameron originally approached us, we were free, the free birdies. You know, we were, I was editing the podcast myself. Cam doesn't edit our podcast. So it's a different story. But uh, we were like, okay, we'll give it a trial. And... It's been a dream, and I think it's been over three years, maybe, and we are so happy to be a part of the Pleasure Podcast Network and work with Cam and folks like uh, the folks from Multiamory, who have also been on our podcast. They were on our uh, episode number 259, uh, 259, so that's like, what, a year ago, two years ago? Because, God, we're going on like 350 plus, and they are experts when it comes to talking about jealousy, communication challenges, all things relationships. It's an awesome show. And it doesn't matter if you're wanting to explore the ins and outs of non-traditional relationships like non-monogamy, whether you're curious about polyamory, open relationships, or you just want to approach your monogamous relationships more intentionally, the Multi-Amory Podcast has got you covered. And guess what, y'all? You were born on motherfucking hump day. No, that's not what Fuck. Okay. First of all... (laughs) 
I was born on a Wednesday, and I don't know what that means, but they also, multi-amory, not me, wrote a book. I think that was just released, and I have yet to read it, but just knowing their skills, listening to their podcast, them guessing our podcast, this is a book that you should all check out, and guess what? We're going to give you a short little clip from the multi-amory podcast from episode 394. Four, and this is 50 Ways to Handle Jealousy. It's the beginning of a full two-part discussion of 50 different personal tools and techniques for having better relationship to jealousy, whether you are in monogamy or non-monogamy. And then it continues on to other episodes. But this is a 10-minute clip from this one episode. And if you're like, I fucking love this. They're really smart. And they give you the tools oh, yeah. on this episode. And when we were listening, we are like... I, I love how it's laid out. They We're lay like, it out. They're oh like, number one. Yeah. Number two. Yeah. And it's so clear. They're such genius humans. Yeah. Every time we've spoken to them because they're in our podcast network, yeah. we get to collaborate with them. I just respect them. Yeah. I learned so much from them. And again, whether you are monogamous, non-monogamous, polyamorous, questioning, single, all the things, listen to this podcast. And here's a 10 minute clip uh, from episode 394. 50 Ways to Handle Jealousy. And by the way, we'll tell you this again after you listen to this clip, uh, but you, this podcast, Multiamory, can be found on all podcast apps or you can also go to multiamory.com. Are you ready, Chip? Are you ready? I'm so ready. Here we go. On this episode of the Multiamory Podcast, we're talking about 50 Ways to Handle Jealousy. This is the question that pretty much every polyamorous or non-monogamous person gets asked. How do you deal with the jealousy? And this is not even unique to non-monogamy or polyamory at all. Jealousy can come up in monogamous relationships, even in friendships or any number of different relationships. But we do always tend to get the question if we're non-monogamous. So when I wrote this episode and specifically the title of this episode, I was very intentional with my choice of words of calling it 50 ways to handle jealousy. So not cope with jealousy, not manage your jealousy, not tame your jealousy, not deal with your jealousy. I suppose that in my mind, I wanted it to be a little bit more positive, like animal handling. You know, we handle mm. the animal. Mm. We're gentle. And we're compassionate, but we're also in control yeah. at the same time. We do have proficiency that, in animal the, handling, so that's great. Yeah, right? Put a lot of points into that. So that's the image that I wanted for all of these things, is that this isn't about trying to crush it or trying to cram it into a little box mm. or trying to find the pill that I'm going to take that's going to eliminate and cure all of my jealousy. It's about handling it. I think it's interesting that you say the word control as well, because when you're in really heightened emotional moments, that control sometimes feels like the first thing to go out the window. Your cognition is low. Your ability to put yourself back into one piece is low. And I think that's why episodes like this are so important, because it can be difficult to know like which tool to grab. And if you have 50 at your disposal, not that you're going to take every single tool that we give you, but the ones that really resonate with you, I think it's important to be able to go and say, okay, I'm going to try this, see how it works, because I want to be able to get back to a place of not feeling such intense emotion that causes me to potentially react in a negative way 
or feel really awful for a longer period of time, it can bring us back to that moment of peace and control and being able to feel good again in the moment. So we divided this big list of 50 into four different sections. First, we're going to do tools for your brain. Second, we're going to do tools for your body. Third, tools for your relationships. And fourth, tools for your heart and soul. So without further ado, let's get into talking about tools for your brain. So these are specific tools for if you're someone where your feelings of jealousy tend to be very cognitive. So they can manifest as repetitive thoughts, intrusive thoughts, thought spiraling, you know, inability to focus on anything else. So if that's you, you might consider trying some of these things. So tool number one, I highly recommend writing out your toolkit ahead of time. So what that looks like is when you're not in a moment of intense feelings or intense jealousy, taking the time to sit down and write out what are the things that do tend to help me when I'm feeling intense emotions, right? Uh, Or you could just like save this podcast episode or consult the transcript, right? Something that I've done in the past is also categorizing my own personal tools, you know, including like, okay, these are kind of my own ground rules for my own behavior. These are the tools that I know tend to work for me. And then these are like the break glass in case of emergency. I'm like really freaking out. And these are the things that I can turn to. Again, having this written down and accessible ahead of time so that when emotions are high and cognition is low, you have something else to turn to. You're not relying just on your own power to whip out something and make a decision about what you're going to do and what's going to help you. Yeah. Being proactive instead of reactive is always so helpful. Number two is to do a journal dump. And y'all know that I like to talk about journaling a lot. Because uh, for me, when I get caught up in those thoughts, they're just you know going around and around and around in my mind. And sometimes, sometimes I'm not even totally aware of what they are because they're just kind of cycling in the background. And so, doing you know just doing journaling where you're just writing down whatever's in your head. There's not really a structure or a goal to it. It's more stream of consciousness or train of thought. It could be writing as if you're explaining it to someone else. It could just be notes for yourself. Whatever it is, just the point is that you're putting it down on paper. And I find it best to write it by hand. Although if for you, typing or something like that works better, that's certainly helpful too. Number three is mind mapping. This is something I believe we've talked about in previous episodes, and it's kind of similar to journaling. So mind mapping can kind of help you to map out in an artistic fashion, like linearly what is going on in your brain. And it doesn't even need to be linear. It can just be whatever the heck is going on. You know, draw something that feels angry, draw something that exposes, you know, what happened to you in the past that may be leading you in a certain direction with what's happening at this particular moment in time. It can be whatever. Yeah, there's also because mind mapping is something that's used in like project planning or life organization. There's also a lot of apps out there for doing this where you basically have all the different bubbles that you put text in and connect them with lines. That's essentially what the mind map is in that way. There's also a fun VR one I played with where you Whoa. actually with your with your like VR goggles on can like place 
items and then you speak and it does the microphone to transcribe and then you can link them up and kind of walk around through your mind map. That's maybe a bit overboard, but hey, it might help distract you from what you're worried about if you're That's trying to cool. build your <laughs> VR mind map. Wow. wow. So tool number four is called just the facts, ma'am, sir, ma'am, sir, non-gender specific person, title <laughs> person. Uh-huh. So, and this is, this can be a journaling prompt as well. And it's writing out what the situation is with zero value judgments, writing it out the way a reporter or a scientist might. So this exercise helps to discourage you from any catastrophizing that you may want to put into the situation, any coloring with your own emotions, the sense of like, oh, they're totally, you know, they're going to leave me or I'm horrible and unlovable. Like it's literally just writing out what is happening. And that may not like fix all of your emotions about it, but it can help to create a little bit of distance and maybe even make the situation seem a little bit less big and overwhelming. This is something my therapist does a lot with me. It just it, because our, our emotions color our perception so much and we may be feeling really down on ourselves and then therefore we spit out a thing that we think is a fact and it in fact isn't. It's just our perception of maybe the situation that occurred. And I love the idea of really getting very granular and writing down facts about something and seeing, oh, okay, actually, did they ever say this thing about me? Have they ever you know, noted that they dislike this thing about me in the past or whatever? Or you know, if it's a jealousy situation, did they ever say that this person was better at this thing than I am? Not necessarily. So yeah, that, that kind of helps to alleviate all of those stresses potentially. Yeah. Yeah. I do like that. I definitely had a, a therapist who would do that a lot to me mm. when I would be worried about performances. Like if I played a show or something, I'd be like, I think everyone disliked it. And she'd say, huh, did they tell you that? Like, how do you know yeah. that? And kind of would point out, like, I don't actually have evidence for it. I was just worried. But yeah, it mm-hmm. was, was definitely helpful. Uh, number five on our list here is called the unique list. And so this is to write down all of the things that are great, special, and unique about you without qualifying them. So without saying... I mean, it could be better, but, but like, but you know, I I think I'm okay at this or, you know, maybe I'm not as good as so-and-so, but like, but maybe I'm good at this. Not as good as I used to be five years ago. Right, right. Any number of things. And so what's interesting about this exercise is one, it can be surprisingly challenging to do, uh, but take comfort in the fact that you're making this list not to show to anybody, right? You're not creating your dating profile or your resume and putting these on there. Although maybe it's good practice for things you could put on those later. Uh, But, you know, it's just this list for yourself and to kind of be aware of if you're writing something and you feel like a little bit weirdly uncomfortable while you're writing it, that might be an indication there's something there and there actually might be a lot of truth to it. And that's kind of why you get that feeling of like, I feel weird to even say this could actually be because it's so true. Holy hell. Holy multi-amory. I hope I'm not blowing anyone's eardrums here by saying that was phenomenal. Are you saying hail or hail? Hail. What, I, I don't want to offend anyone that yeah. doesn't. 
Oh, hell yes. <laughs> oh, hell. I mean, the tools it's that are just... hailing golf balls over here. It's hailing balls. And the tools that are laid out and how, how simple and easy, yet like when you're actually going to apply them, complicated. And easy, laid out, practice, practice, practice. And it made me want to go and listen to all of their other episodes, especially the follow-ups to this one, that which feel, fills out the other parts of the same conversation. Because this is one of... A two-part, right? A two-part discussion? Yep. Right. So I think I'm going to actually listen to the second part. Yeah. After I'm, this. On my, yeah. Ride, on my ride home from recording. Yeah. Yeah. We need all the tools After over here. I let you know about what it means to be born on a hump day. Shit. You little okay. shit. Guess what? <laughs> means you're analytical. You're a thinker and you like to hump. Well, that seems pretty accurate, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was like, nailed it. My yeah. job. Well done. All right. Perfect. Uh, so you, But you're the party starter? <laughs> Dude, I'm social and I like party. You are the party. So uh, I'm analytical and I like to hump. <laughs> All right. Well, so I feel confused and being confused, I feel like multi-amory podcasts would really help me in understanding myself and how to navigate being analytical and wanting to hump with this girl who's like a party starter. And how do we communicate through all the challenges and all of and the doing gloriousness it in a healthy way a loving way a loving way that also a proactive way preventative about way the relational dynamics yeah. of what's involved with all the humans involved yeah and with what we can't promise the best results or they can't but you know no one can but with hope that it just creates a stronger bond or a better outcome or something or learning opportunity. So please go check out Multi-Amory, one of the fabulous podcasts in the Pleasure Podcast Network that we are part of. Tune in every Tuesday where you can listen to new podcast episodes every single week and you will learn love and go buy the book. I also want to suggest everyone thinks about what day of the week they were born. <laughs> I knew you were going to say Just that. learn about it. And then Google it and see, like, are you a humper? Are and you, then, like, a partier? I mean, I definitely might have embellished the humping part. I was going to say, you're. I think you're the humper. I don't know. However, <laughs> if you would like to send me the day of the week you were born, and oh. I can give you a rendition Her, her phone number is 555 <laughs> I will tell you. Yeah. I was born on a Friday, and Friday are party people. This bitch over here does not have time for you all to email this to her. So please, I, mean, I, I actually, as her manager, right in this exact moment, I'm not usually a manager. Please don't actually do that. Go Google also, it. <laughs> I think if I wanted to be multi-amory, I think I would listen to this every single day. So anyway, even if I wasn't. This but you are multi-amory because this applies to monogamy and tools within monogamy. And then also... Re just relationships that don't have to do with sex. I mean, yeah. I you don't know this, but I've listened to it on how to deal with you. Just kidding, not deal with. How to connect with you in a way that feels more productive, well, connected, etc. And uh, and guess did it what? Work? It totally did. Okay, oh, you love me. So I feel much. so connected. And to you. it worked for me because now I feel safer with you and myself. And I've grown through it all, and I'm not as much of an asshole. Well, safety first, yo. Mm -hmm. Besides going slow and. <laughs> Which this bitch doesn't go slow on a slow and slip and slide. Oh, no, no, nope, no, no. Fast. I go real fast. Uh, okay, everyone. Uh, so check out your birthdays. I, yes, check out. Well, check out the days of the week. But I, I think that's cool. But also, that's really cool. But check out the Multi-Amory podcast. Again, found on all the podcast apps. Or go to multiamory.com and you will love it. All right. We'll see you next time for another bonus episode. Thank you all. We love you, shameless sex revolutionaries. Ciao for now. Want to learn more? 
go to shamelesssex.com. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code shamelesssex at purepleasureshop.com.